What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast presented by House Enterprise. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, just your neighborly normal guy with a lazy eye here connecting with people who have incredible stories to tell. And today we have two great guests. We got two California natives here to talk about their brand new spike seltzer company, Loom Spirits, is taking over the globe with their incredible beverages. That's right. This is not just your average uh, spike seltzer. I'm talking 9.9% alcohol, 90 calories, and only 2.4 grams of sugar per serving. They also have one for those that want a little bit on the lighter side, 4% alcohol, 77 calories, 0 grams of sugar, and 0 carbs. Whatever you want in your spike seltzer, you can get it here with Loom Spirits. And Nathan and Kiefer are here to talk about their whole story of how this came to be, how it all got started, and the greatest news of all, they're coming here to Boston. So buckle up, guys. We have an unbelievable interview with Nathan and Kiefer, and I can't, I can't, I can't contain my excitement. Anyways, here they are, Nathan and Kiefer from Loom Spirits. Enjoy. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. Well, everyone, on this week's episode, we're getting a bit buzzed talking to two California natives, Nathan Critchett and Kiefer Meehan, and are the co-founders of, a, of your new favorite hard seltzer, Loom, combining 9.9% alcohol, 90% calories, and less than 2.5 grams of sugar. Trust me when I say this, you might need to cancel the clause. So here to talk about the world of Loom, Nathan and Kiefer, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Doing great, dude. What's going on? Not much, not much. We were just talking a little bit before you guys hopped on here. Nathan, you're here on the East Coast out in Pennsylvania, caught the red eye, catching up on some sleep, but welcome to the East Coast. Kiefer, you're down in LA. This is the beauty of Zoom. We can get two guys coast to coast talking booze. It's a perfect world here. (laughs) Go. Gotta love it. <laughs> awesome. So before we dive into all things Loom and what you guys are up to today, can you guys take us back to how this all started? Nathan, it was just a little under two years ago when you told your Instagram followers that you were starting an alcohol company, but how did you even get to that point? Yeah. Um, well, COVID changed a lot for me. I know it changed a lot for everyone else. Uh, Kiefer and I both played baseball. So when we had our season kind of stripped away, uh, you know, you kind of put things into perspective and you just, you start trying to find ways to have fun, I guess. Uh, Me and my buddies would get together every Friday and we'd sit in our driveways six feet apart on lawn chairs. And that was as, that was like the depth of our social interaction for like two months. And uh, it was through that process. I was like, I can just do, I can make these drinks better. I can do something better. Uh, And then, you know, some other things stem from that but that was why I did it and Kiefer uh my roommate in college and and teammate and now current roommate as well he came in he's like hey I want to do some other things too and uh you know his his why is um you know pretty cool as well so basically my why is you know I like to help people that's that's you know what I'm about that's what I've always been about and you know aside from improving the overall you know drinking experience and making you know, drinking more health conscious and allowing people to, you know, not feel hungover and be able to accomplish their next day tasks. Um, I also wanted to create a platform for people to give back. So 
I don't know if you saw, but on our Instagram each month, um, we're donating 6% of our proceeds to a different charity initiative. Um, the 6% comes from 6% of all people who do consume alcohol, deal with some sort of alcohol related ailment. So I thought to myself, you know, we have a platform of people that, that follow us, follow what we're doing. How cool would it be to, you know, allow them to come on each month, a different person each month, um, blast out a cause that they want to support their why and, you know, generate some money towards that cause. And I think that's so sick. I think that's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's really the reason that I wanted to come and be a part of this is so I could create that platform. Yeah. I mean, like we'll get into this and, and I'm sure there's a the portion of this story has to do with this, but like you think about the world of hard seltzer and spike seltzers and all that today, it seems like it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a money grab, right? Like who, what water slash drinking company, whether it's hard or not, hasn't come out with a seltzer yet, but you guys are doing this as like, you know, there's other ways to get involved in the community than just making a great beverage. And I think that is such a cool story to tell and, and obviously a great, a great kind of backbone to build a business on. So well done on that. But, you know, kind of going off of creating this, right? What, you know, you're going into your senior year of college when you guys are creating this. What is, and I know you guys have entrepreneurial backgrounds from your time at LMU, but what is the general consensus from your friends and family on like diving into this right before you're supposed to be walking across the stage and graduating with a degree? Yeah. Uh, I mean, my parents almost thought it was a joke at the start. Um, <laughs> Don't they all? <laughs> yeah, they were, they were kind of just, uh, I mean, they, you know, incredibly optimistic when I told them about the brand and like what I wanted to do, they saw the vision. And so they're, they've been incredibly supportive. And I know Kiefer's parents have been incredibly, incredibly supportive too. He had a, he had a solid job before uh, <laughs> we, we started working together. Um, but yeah, they kind of looked at it and they were like, you know, we get it. We understand what's going on. Um, and in terms of all our friends, uh, the 10% drink, um, that'll do it for them. Yeah, <laughs> that, that checks the box right there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, over the, you know, the year or so since we, we've graduated, we obviously understand that, yeah, the 10% works, but it's also not for everybody. So right. part of what we do or what we've been doing is, you know, how do we keep catering to people that we want in our audience, like people that care about us, people that care about the things we care about, how do we keep them in the fold? And so we have some cool stuff coming out that's going to be very reflective of that. But I love that. I love that. Who would you say is a bigger fan of the drinks, the moms or the dads right now? So yeah, right now I'd say the dads. Okay. Moms, don't worry. Moms, it's coming soon. Don't worry. <laughs> favorite drink is coming soon. I like that. I like the little sneak peek there. I feel like it's definitely one that's uh, popular on the golf courses, especially this time of year. Definitely. Oh yeah. And the beaches as well. And the beaches. Yeah, I was gonna say we're we're three SoCal guys. I I was like I've you can tell I've totally changed to New England that if I'm if I'm starting with golf courses for the summer, not beaches. So yeah. apologies for that to all my SoCal listeners. <laughs> They're taking you from us. It's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're taking a lot they've taken a lot from california <laughs> but so what have you what would you say have been the biggest hurdles in getting started with a, a spike seltzer company what i mean by this is i feel like more and more companies like i said before are just coming out with spike seltzers to come out with it it's another business unit a cash avenue i mean topo chico's is kind of the newest and i think their advertisements is like what 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 did you expect or what you knew this was coming kind of something along those lines has it made it more difficult to stand out amongst the crowd with all of these brands coming out a hundred percent um we like you know senior year right like we're in the fall and and i'm production is getting delayed by like a month or two right mm-hmm. and within that month or two uh bud light platinum comes out with a seltzer Right. Surge comes out with with you know white claw surge and stuff and so i'm sitting there watching a football game with with all my roommates and we're looking at the tv like what the fuck man <laughs> like like what what are we doing here it's like and then it's like oh you know ours is 10 percent, there's eight but it's like no you know a product's a product so what we've been learning a lot about the last three four months is how to differentiate in terms of brand mm. uh, we always have the same argument it, it it's great because we've Kiefer and I think we're pushing towards the same goal, but we have different thought processes, which is honestly the best part about having a company. Like you have to have that. Yeah. Um, it's always, if the product, ta- you know, his side is, you know, the product tastes good and, and it looks good. People will go buy it. And I'm like, well, like, what if there's the exact same thing you have to stand for something else? Like, what do you stand for? What is your brand about? And there's this just dichotomy. Of, of how do you uh, differentiate yourself? Um, and that's just one of the, you know, her roadblocks or hurdles, I would say, in, in going to startup is just how do you differentiate in terms of a product? How do you differentiate in terms of a brand? And that doesn't even get started on all the production, the taxes, <laughs> everything, you know? So that, down. that's one word, money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And like, I feel like too, now you have, I mean, on top of like White Claw Surge and, and you got Bud Light Seltzers and all that stuff, you have like Kevin Hart coming out with a de- tequila company. You know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has his tequila company. We'll get to that in just a second. I, I know you guys have, have some things to say about that. But I mean, like it, it's on top of that, you aren't, you know, no offense, boys, you aren't an A-list celebrity yet. You know, like it, you don't have the like the guy, you don't have the Ryan Reynolds, you know, drinking your stuff right now. So it's and and you're in Southern California where like the movie star buzz is what everyone kind of gravitates towards. So, you know, I'm sure it can be difficult and Kiefer, maybe you want to chime in here on this is like built, you know, the whole, like, if you build it, they will come. I'll use your guys' baseball reference here, but it's kind of not along those lines right now because it's like, if someone's attached to it, then, then people will try it. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's tons of people out there that have tried our drink and they're like, wow, why have we never heard of this? And the simple answer is, well, we were two 22-year-old kids. We don't have any money. We've been blessed to have some people that, that have helped us out. But, you know, comparatively speaking to the bigger brands, we don't even come close to the amount of money that they have. But, right. you know, the accessibility factor is there for all these people. And they have the marketing budgets to get the name out there and all that. So, um our counter to that is we create a brand that looks good, that tastes good, and we want to stand for something and really just show the world who we are and just try to go throughout each day being a good person and giving back and being two men of the people, I guess. 
I love that. I love that. So why seltzer and why not beer or wine or something along those lines? Why did you guys choose to go into seltzer? Uh, I chose, I chose seltzer just cause I mean, the way I would drink in college, uh, because as athletes, like you have to care about your body somewhat, right. Or else you're right. showing up on Monday and you're just, you're in for a doozy. Right. So, right. um, beer would always make me bloat and don't get me wrong. Occasion calls for it. Love a good IPA. We're there. Um, yeah. I was going to say, Kevin's going to listen to this and be very upset. He's the big, big IPA guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah so there, there's a time for it. I, I got two still in the fridge back at the apartment, but, um, All right. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that like, you know, it makes me full and like, you know, a little bit bloated and right. I, I'm not in college anymore. So I can't, do the, the bottle stuff and then, you know, grab a Sprite or a Coke. I can't do that anymore. Right. Um, but then, so the next thing was like, Oh, I'm going to get a seltzer. Right. And so I would just start drinking seltzers instead of the beers. And even then, like, I mean, I'm not a, a big dude, but I mean, I'm, I'm a guy so that I can like naturally just drink more than like, you know, you probably should. And I would just get full from that too. So I made a drink that I could have less of that got me feeling the same way without sacrificing my figure and you know we go out every weekend and still looking pretty good so (laughs) i love it i love it i I can wake up the next day after and go lift so there you go always a good thing there you go yeah don't don't get it twisted I want him to sneak. I'm not letting you sneak that in there. <laughs> no, it's such a good point. I mean, like, you know, as a student, as a former student athlete myself in college, like I almost like don't know how the people before us did it without like some light seltzer type of drink, because like, I, I can't even imagine bearing like a full 12 rack and then going to practice the next day of IPAs. Like that just seems like an absolute disaster um both mentally and physically uh, <laughs> of different feeds for sure <laughs> but um so so now for our listeners that you want to i kind of wanted to give you guys some validation here these guys these aren't just two college bros throwing your you know throwing their cans at your face with their logo saying like you know you got to try it loom in a competition uh for usa spirit ratings where uh where companies from 49 different countries participated with over 1,000 products entered Loom's Sunset Orange Pineapple and Aurora Acai Berry received both silver medals, scored 12 points higher than the Rocks Tequila, beat all Cutwater Spirit products, shout out San Diego, who had 39 entries, and beat New Amsterdam Vodka by two points. So how did you boys go about narrowing down the flavor palettes, the right amount of alcohol, content, sugar, et cetera, to get this type of rating? We put a bunch of alcohol in a pot with some juice and we cooked it over the stove and made some decisions. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. those type of taste testings can get a little dangerous. But <laughs> yeah, no, we, um, that's actually a good question because people ask that all the time of us, like, how did you come up with the flavors? Um, the, the way we did it was we took our base, right? So we were trying to decide between tequila and vodka. Tequila was just really hard to mask in a kitchen like when you're that when that's what we were dealing with so we pick vodka and you pick certain flavors that mask vodka really well naturally and that's pineapple that's lime um unless it's super sugary it's got to be something that's like acidic mm-hmm. that kind of just you know runs the flavor off right and so uh we started with those flavors we mixed with some juices that we thought were good and then we we're like okay you know this is what we want so we pro we uh i put together like this big survey 
sent it out. I got like, I think Survey Monkey cuts off your responses for free at like 75. So I created like three of the same surveys and I just ran them all through and I got three different demographic uh, responses. It just so happened that for that initial run, uh, the flavors that I wanted to see ended up working out. And that's what, those were the three that we picked. And since then, it's all about what the, you know, our followers want. So when we made two new flavors, we did those. When we made, you know, the products that we're coming out with, we also did that same thing. Um, and that's kind of how we went about it. We just found like scientifically and then like tastefully, if that's the way you say it, like what works. Um, right. We just went for it. We were lucky that. enough to be in a place where we had our demographics surrounding us in college. So yeah. we invited our friends over, said here, taste these three variations of the flavors and tell us which one's the best one. And then kept track and went from there. I love that. Do you guys have a favorite flavor right now that you have out? Yes. Uh, <laughs> mine is the orange pineapple. Mm. Big orange guy. <laughs> Mine's lemon. Okay. Okay. And so how do you guys then go about Right. I feel because I feel like nowadays, if I'm a seltzer consumer and I'm looking at, you know, the, sh the shelf space of all the different seltzers that are out there, not only am I looking at a can that's like has something fun around it, but obviously the things that I'm taking into consideration are the ABV percentage and then kind of the carb count, sugar count, calorie count. How do you guys bring in the flavors without having to compromise, uh, you know, those types of lower stats? The low calorie count, low sugar count, low carb, so on and so forth. Yeah. So what we have is we took like those ingredients, right? That base. I'm, I'm good at chemistry, but I'm not a chemist. So what we, <laughs> did, we took the base of what we wanted to see and we brought that to a flavor house. So the flavor house, what they do is they take all your, your metrics and stuff and they just make that happen. So like, I don't have, citric acid in my kitchen i don't have sodium benzoin or like you know sugar like I'm not going to go and make a concoction and put it through like whatever those things are that tr like a spectrometer or whatever and you track like what is in the actual thing i'm not going to do that so they did that for <laughs> um and we just kind of you know kind of go about and tweak the the needle whichever way we want uh, more sugar less sugar less sweet more sweet um that's kind of what we can do with those extra ingredients. So you take citric acid out, it does this, you add a little bit more, it does this, play with the sugar level, um, all that type of stuff. It's, it's pretty interesting. I was going to say with, with two business guys on the podcast, you guys kind of sound like you could have gotten your, your degrees in, in science or something like that. <laughs> nice. Would have been nice. <laughs> Not you keeper. No, no science. Nope. No. You're going to stick to the sales and marketing of the, of the product. <laughs> I, was, I was a psychology major, but he's a psychology guy. It's, it's applicable in marketing as well, though. Absolutely. Kind of going off that. So this might kind of sound like a, a silly question because you guys have been doing it for two, three years now, but how do you guys fight for that shelf life in stores? I like I've, we've had a couple, we had, we've had the CEO of hint on the show before and she, her story of kind of fighting for shelf life in grocery stores. I can only imagine in a liquor store, a small, you know, liquor store in Southern orange County can be really hard to fight for the one fridge that is only seltzers. How do you go about building that relationship with the stores that you guys are in? Yeah. So essentially what we do 
is I grab I grab a four pack. I find a list of pretty much every store in the new area that we want to go to. Um, walk in there, just ask for the manager and tell them about the product. Um, tell them what we're doing and, and ask if they'd want to, you know, give us a shot. And then from there we have, we're lucky enough to have, you know, friends and people in surrounding areas that there is demand for it. So we blast it out on our Instagram, telling people where we're at and mm-hmm. people go in and buy it. And then usually if, if the pack sell that we put in there, they're willing to stock us. And then from there, just, you know, continuously hustling the product um, in different ways in that area. And then what is that inventory management? Like kind of keeping that like, okay, things are going well with this one on this, you know, on Oso Parkway in Orange County, but how do I, how do I keep making sure they're getting the four packs that they're wanting to see from the customers and all that type of stuff? Yeah. So in terms of that, um, we try to do different events like in Orange County, we, um, we've done a couple of events at like a cycling studio. Yeah. Those are the people, you know, we want to appeal to, you know, here's a healthier way to drink. You guys are, you know, into the health conscious, the fit lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. here's, here's our drink, introducing it to new people and then be like, Hey, we're, you know, we're right around the corner at this liquor store. If you guys want to go pick some up or if you want to buy straight from us. Um, so yeah. I love that. And you guys have been killing it in Southern California and just California in general, probably you can imagine that market pretty much fares well for the health conscious drinker. Uh, but what do you guys look for when looking to expand into new cities and new States? What are the, some of the things that you're like, this would make a perfect sense for loom to be in? Uh, one right now is beaches. Um, it just, and golf courses. Don't forget. And golf courses. Yeah. Um, the a new thing that we're looking at is like distribution partners so Mm -hmm. we did get a distribution contract in one area that uh, we're excited about um but we look for distribution um we look for beaches we look for um i mean younger demographics are kind of just like city-based uh not as much state-based but um there's a couple on our horizon and we're happy to be moving into the next one in the next uh couple weeks And this new distribution contract, now we're releasing this on uh, May 11th, so I'm sure this is coming as new news to the area, but do you want to share a little bit about where you'll be able to find Loom here soon? Oh yeah, we're coming to the great state of Massachusetts, baby. Heck yeah. We are coming (laughs) in hot. Like insert insert shipping up to Boston right here by the Dropkick Murphys. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Love that. Love that. Um, yeah. So we'll be out there in a little bit. Um, yeah. Currently doing the, doing the run in Pennsylvania and we're shipping it out coastal craft distribution. Uh, they're, they're going to be helping us out. They're taking a chance on us. It's super, super hard to get a distribution contract. And uh, that came about in the, in really funny, just very grassroots story. Um, and yeah, we're just happy we're able to make it happen and, and we're going to be out there doing our thing. So, well, do you, you got to tell the story now that you're like, you're like, you're like teasing it there. What was, what's the story? Yeah, here? <laughs> that was me being not sure. That was me being not sure. But basically, uh, so my grandmother has a beach house in North Shore, Massachusetts, in Rockport. Um, and last summer, last summer, I like, I can't really go like that long without working. Like, I can go like maybe a few hours for like if I like really have like a bad day, like I'm gonna take that day. 
or weekends, but, <laughs> but, um, no. So I, we, we flew out there for a month and we were staying out there for a month and I'm like, I, I can't not do anything. So I filled my suitcase with orange pineapple, the, the flavor, and I put it in the fridge as soon as I got there on a Friday, on a Saturday, I took them, I put them in a cooler and I walked up and down the beach. And within, I think an hour, I was out of like all the cans. And uh, one of the people that I like, you know, walked up to and been like, Hey, I started this new company. You guys want to try the drinks? Uh, They got a bunch from me and they all tried them in front of me. They all love them. And they're like, Oh my God, this is perfect my husband, she was like, it was like this woman, she's like, my husband runs a distribution company. You need to talk to him. He would love these. We're going to take some home. And if he likes them, like he's going to give you a call. I got a call Sunday afternoon and, and he's like, Hey, we got to bring you out here. And so that was last summer. Um, wow. Mind you, we raised all the money on Kickstarter. Right. So this wasn't like, you know, we got money saved up in the bank from our first job out of college. This was like bootstrap. Right. So we, we took the time, um, you know, we fully fleshed out the new branding and everything. And, uh, finally it made sense to come out and do it now. So here we are. I love that. That is such a bootstrap story. And it just goes to show like for any young entrepreneur out there, like you were just like, you know what, there's like, I can't not be doing something right now. Like why not go out and just wheel around in my suitcase with my product and see what sticks. Like you never, like, God forbid you weren't to do that. Who knows if we'd be talking about this right now? We would not be. I mean, at first I was going to kind of give you a little bit of crap on like, I can't go two hours without working. I was like, all right, you, you, you've been drinking the Gary V juice a little bit too much, but, <laughs> but all right, the story checks out and like, you've got, you've definitely got the, uh, the bootstrap entrepreneurial like vibe going with, with bringing out this, this product here to Massachusetts and definitely excited to try it. I know we were texting Kiefer, like which bars are the best bars. And, and we were making sure like you got all the, all the, all the know about Boston. Cause I know, you know, coming from, uh, from California, it's, it can be a little bit daunting as a, as a new city for sure, but it'll be a fun time. I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be sweet. Anyone who lives anywhere along the coast or Boston Metro, we will be like fully servicing the, all those areas. So we'll Can't have events. You guys will be able to see it. Um, if you follow the account and everything, uh, and we're going to have like merch and giveaways and stuff. So it's pretty sweet. Let's go. Can't wait. But so as in kind of like going off the entrepreneurial, you know, track here as young entrepreneurs, what would you say are the one things that you, that keep you up at night and what makes you most excited to get out of bed in the morning? Gotcha. Keith, do you want to take it first or should I go? I can go first. Um, what keeps me up at night definitely the the daunting thought of how many different competitors are out there with, you know, more money than us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what gets me up in the morning, like what I'm excited about right when I wake up is like, all right. I mean, we have nothing to lose here. We are, we don't have a lot of money, but you know, what we always say, like me and Nate always say, like, what, what do we have? We have time. Like that's something that we have that like, that's our resource. And we're going to, we're going to put that places that are going to get us to the places that of the people that have, you know, the money. Um, so yeah, that, that gets me excited is that I have time to give. And like, like Nate said, the, you know, the beach story, you have no idea how many of great opportunities have come from us 
selling on a beach. And <laughs> yeah. Just walking up and down, getting absolutely fried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I recommend it considering you're not supposed to do that. Right. I mean, no, an unbelievable amount of opportunities have come from that. We walk around now and people are like, oh, we know you guys. <laughs> Saw you on the beach. Like, right. yeah, that, that was us. <laughs> How's everything going? So yeah, things like that. And then obviously, you know, the desire to get back again, that that's, that's what gets me out of bed. You know, I want to create a platform and, you know, continue to get bigger and bigger. So those issues can have more reach. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Nathan, you, we've got, you got the time to think of your answers here. <laughs> yeah. So it, I, off the top of my head, I was going to say I fall asleep really easily. So it wasn't like that, but Kiefer will get like texts from me or he'll like read them the next morning. Like I'll send him stuff and like, I'm, I'm looking for response. He's in like the room next door. He's already passed out, but like, I'll be thinking about kind of the stuff we need to do the next day. Like that's sometimes my mind just gets running mm-hmm. and I try to write down as much as I can, but it's what keeps me up is more of like what I want to do in the future um because the i do want everything all at once like i just want all of it now and and i can't have that and so um when my brain gets going like that i just kind of you know i just try to think about the future in more practical terms uh that's what keeps me up but what gets me up in the morning uh is it's not just to sell alcohol right like there's more that we're trying to create than just an alcohol company. It's not just a, a alcoholic beverage anymore. Um, for a little while, it was just an alcohol beverage. Like there really was no direction. It was just, you know, kind of just throwing stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Right. And, um, you know, knowing that there's, we're standing for more than just an alcohol beverage and that we, our goal is just to make every experience a little bit brighter. That umbrella term just makes it so much more exciting to, to wake up every morning and focus on, on what lies ahead and how do we get there. So, you know, we uh, there's a bunch of things that, you know, we've shot the shit about and, and you know, kind of just thrown around a little bit, but it's, you know, just the opportunity to stand for something that's bigger than yourself or just a product is really cool and it's really fun to get to attempt to create that something like that yeah. i really enjoy that yeah it's it sounds like it's a lot more mission-based kind of going back to my point earlier like it's not just some a means to make money it's like you're doing this for a cause that's bigger than yourselves and that's what i've enjoyed about this a this conversation but b like just your guys's drive to make this bigger than like yeah, we're just two young entrepreneurs straight out of college. That's just trying to like get our next buck or get bought out or whatever. Like, it's like, no, we're in this for the long haul. And we really want to help make the world a better place and help these organizations with their causes and all that stuff. It's more than just, we're having fun on the beach with alcohol and we're, we go out in the weekends and party with DJs and put on an astronaut costume and that's it. You know, like it's, it's, and I'm getting to that in a second. I'm kind of like segueing here, but yeah, like that's what I love about it guys. Like it's more than just that. It's more than just a big party. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're excited about all of it. Yeah. So I got to ask. All right. So you guys have done incredible events with, you know, some, some with Viore, with Kaz Cycle. I hope I'm saying that right. And many more. Well, it looks like a fun party and I'm sure a lot goes into it. What is the planning like for all this stuff? And like, how do you guys go about getting to that Saturday night, Friday night event? Yeah. So sometimes it's a couple of weeks out. Sometimes we get texts on a Thursday. Right. <laughs> we're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, oh, well, it looks like we're driving to Arizona tomorrow. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Um, and Arizona people, if you're out there, that was great. Uh, <laughs> it was just really yeah. late, just really late notice. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, so stuff like that uh, kind of just comes up whenever we do a little bit of looking ourselves. Um, but because of the nature of the business, it's not like, you know, a bunch of people know about us anyway, right? So it's like referrals, or right? Like, you know, we just get asked to do stuff with other people. Um, but other events have come on just because we're just hustling on the beach, right? Like, yeah. So we got to do a really cool volleyball event, Southern California because of that. Um, I know for a fact, a bunch of other events are going to come uh, from me doing that in Massachusetts. Um, we're going to, I think we have like a catering guy that I'm supposed to meet with. So like anyone who's getting married is probably going to have like loom at their wedding in Massachusetts. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but yeah, bar stuff. Uh, whenever we land it, we just try to, you know, go balls to the wall. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take out our little branded astronaut costume and we'll make sure it's past 11 o'clock. So everyone's already going already. Right. Uh, and, you know, the astronaut shows up and, and tears apart the dance floor. And there's usually someone there to just like start recording it or whatever. And everyone doesn't know what the hell's going on. Right. So they're eating it up. Right. And it's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I don't know who's been in the suit. Like, it's it's supposed to be a secret who's in the suit but people right. we're not gonna we don't need to we don't need to um you know blow, blow their identity here on this podcast but yeah but right it's, it's all been, secret like yeah that astronaut's been twerked on been like flashed sometimes the astronaut like gets after it it's it's crazy what happens when you put like when you put someone's identity away like it, it just becomes a free-for-all but like how like how did you how did it come about without like without giving the identity away I can imagine like he's been a big hit how did this astronaut come about for Loom we, we just had a really cool logo like, <laughs> it was it was like someone designed art um it was actually a girl named Katie Ford um she made this really cool graphic of this astronaut sitting on the moon and I was like I love that like can I use that on a shirt and this is when our I don't have the old cans on me uh our old logo was like a it was like two palm trees with a hammock Mm -hmm. and the moon and it literally looked like someone was like drunk smiling that was kind of like the logo and then when we sold the shirt people just love the astronaut and we kind of wanted to move away from like just the beach because I mean, beaches aren't everywhere, Um, (laughs) but the whole idea that anyone can be the astronaut at all, anybody, uh, really like, I mean, it piqued my imagination. I know it piqued keepers and that was kind of the direction we wanted to bring it um, so that everyone would feel like they could be a part of the Loom brand. I love that. I love that. So when you guys pack for events, it's like cans, shirts, hats. Oh God, don't forget the astronaut costume. <laughs> Has to be in there. It's in the car at all times. You never know when you need it. Never know, you know, person's going to throw it on. Yeah, Nate, is it in the checked bag here in Pennsylvania or is it back in no, LA right it's now? No, it's not. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about uh, getting another one just for the East Coast. Yeah, like, yeah, astronaut A and astronaut B, just in case, you know, coast yeah. to coast. <laughs> yeah, hey, you never know what it could be. Maybe we call up like Dustin Pedroia or... 
Maybe, <laughs> maybe get lucky, get Tom Brady in the suit. You never know. <laughs> I was going to say David Ortiz too. Like, but I mean, you know, if we can fit David Ortiz in the, in the astronaut costume, I think people would start to realize who it might be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I love that. But if you guys could put on your dream premiere loom event, what would that entail? Would like, maybe like kind of kind of let's puzzle it all together obviously massive show massive crowds but is there like a musical guest you would want to bring on to that is there okay it sounds like this has been in the works it sounds like gears are already turned in here yeah not in the works but we did a we did an exercise like a little while ago i'm like all right let's put together a five-year plan give me the things that you like bucket list items that you want to do like what are the coolest things that in your wildest dreams maybe you wouldn't even be able to do but you you just think they're really cool and one of mine was Kygo, SoFi Stadium, Firefly Drones, Light Up Cans, and Phone Flashlights. And being able to like, like just picturing how that would work and having Loom as like a vendor at like SoFi Stadium and then having those Firefly Drones to go up and, you know, you get normal. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looks like you got next you got next year's Super Bowl halftime show already ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take a while longer. Hey, if they let us have it, we'd kill it. But the, I mean, whoever's out there, I know you're listening to this. Give it give us the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Happy Super Bowl. Vegas oh. Super Bowl. I could see it. <laughs> it can't be oh. worth the weekend's halftime performance. So I mean, hey, we'd improve there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, Kiefer, what's your uh, what's your ideal? ideal show here or ideal event this is this is where me and nate differ see he's on the super like out there side and i try yeah. to be more realistic and then we meet in the middle and make like, <laughs> realistic things happen um i don't know maybe we'd get every single person an astronaut suit and then we'd we'd add that into nate's concert idea everybody okay. in an astronaut suit it's even yeah. harder than mine. I was gonna say. I mean, but but it's been done here. Like we, like I, I don't know if you guys have been out here for Santa Crawl or you've seen pictures of it in like Boston or New York. Like it can be done. It might it might have to be like a like a like a simplified astronaut costume, and then you have you know the main guy with the full helmet on and everything. But I could see it working. It could work. Like a like a loom bar crawl in astronauts. Like a zero yeah. gravity bar crawl. Boom. There we go. Just just call me part time marketer here. <laughs> We just got to make sure we get the date right. We tried to do SantaCon here in Santa Monica and it, it ended up being canceled. So we were four idiots in elf costumes at the bar. And I was in a bunny suit. I was yeah, in, he's in a bunny suit. Christmas story bunny suit. Yeah. Oh, the classic. Everyone's like, Everyone was like, what are these guys doing? Hey, but it's, it's, it worked, I'm sure. I mean, like, everyone, everyone's attention was on you guys and nobody else. Yeah. Well, we couldn't even get into the bar we wanted to go into. <laughs> yeah walk home he's like (laughs) we could get in but he's like can i go into this bunny suit they look at him like no that's not happening sorry you can't go into a bar but dress as a bunny since when was that a rule welcome to santa monica california i guess wow i mean geez i've been out of there for like six years they just just i mean you can walk down venice beach and i'm sure there's five guys in a bunny suit somewhere down there five guys naked too (laughs) yeah exactly curling at, at muscle beach like yeah. i mean come on what's going on that's ridiculous I've, i have some outfits that can definitely challenge their their uh you know dress code so i'm sure i'll, I'll bring that out soon 
I mean, like, I get the no shoes, no shirt, no service. And even then, like, you're on Santa Monica, like, they probably could pass that. But, like, no bunny suit, no sir, or bunny suit, no service. That doesn't make much sense. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like a standard bar, I guess. It's like more, it's keeper. You'd say it's kind of, it was one of those places kind of between like a club and a bar, right? Like, it's just it was, a little more trying to be upscale. There's like tables. Unsuccessfully. Either way. Either way. Should have let us in. Yeah, absolutely. But so I kind of had I had this question written down and you were you were hinting at it a little bit. What else is on the five year plan for Lou? Where do you guys want to see this next? Um areas. Just where where what's the like what's the biggest ticket item on on the on the on the on the vision board? Um landing a distribution contract with one of those big uh it's like big four, one of those big four distributors. Um, that just helps us a lot. Uh, and if we have a distribution contract, then money moves a lot quicker. So you can move bigger chunks. You can do more things creatively. We're really good at doing a lot with a little. Um, and so, I, I mean, it would just be really cool to see if we actually had a marketing budget to play with right. what we actually turn that, how, how, how far we could stretch that. Mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be really interesting to see um yeah distribution uh the world is changing so fast um nfts are going to have their little you know their little waves um but they're not going away and so there's going to be some stuff there uh, we have a lot of merch ideas we were joking the other day we we're like there could be like a merch company that that you know starts making a lot of money out of it we we didn't even post about one of the, the things we dropped and we sold out of it we, just because we told a couple friends. And- I'm well aware. I'm well aware. Kiefer, Grace, <laughs> I, I'm going to shout her out here. Grace has a hat. And I was like, boys, where's my hat? I mean, Nate, you're wearing it right now. Come on. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> I did. Uh, I did ask Kevin who wanted hats and I got him and I got Grace. Yeah. Kevin did not ask me. So yeah. I'm pissed. <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening, thanks. Oh, Kevin's definitely listening. He's he's like stuck at his computer right now, being like, "Oh, Jared's gonna be mad at me." He's <laughs> working till midnight. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all right, kind of. I want to ask about the merch. So it's it's definitely one of those things that you guys do. You do limited drops. It's very successful, and the shirts are the shirts are awesome. The hats look great. I don't have one yet, but I can just see it looks great. Uh, how do how do you go about like making the like? we talked about the logo and stuff, but how do you know, Hey, we only want to make 200 of these and that's going to work or Hey, we only want to make, you know, X amount of hats or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, there's like a few things we'll do. So we put out, we obviously have to make stuff that looks good. Right. So, we, right. We, and that's just not, it's not just our eyes on it. It's like, you know, girlfriends that we have our guy groups, like whatever. So we check that out. Uh, and then we kind of gauge feelers based on a couple different posts we do so like sometimes we'll do like hint stuff or we'll like drop something we'll be like hey like you know we'll ask you know would you be do you do you like this what mm-hmm. color would you want right. kind of like hey we're gonna do this well what should like what type should we do um and then we just kind of go for it so yeah. this this run of hats uh we tested it we got a bunch of responses on our story we ordered a little bit more than the responses that we got and then we're just done so that was pretty sweet and then we didn't we like told other people we're like hey 
those hats sold out really well. We're going to make these. What do you like for like our ambassadors or influencers? What do you think? And they're like, you need to save me one. And we had to order more of those too, just so that we get more out. So it's kind of cool. All right. Well, maybe I'll get on the second hat. Yeah. Second hat train. (laughs) Thursday. Okay. All right. Instagram. All right. Well, if you're listening to this right now, when it's released, hats will come out tomorrow on Thursday. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, so be ready and follow these guys over on Instagram to make sure you see when the hats release. And if you're Kevin, stay away from the hats because you already got yours. Kevin actually, <laughs> Kevin actually already purchased one of the second hats too. So. All right, th- all right. Then I just need the inside link. I'll just here. I'll purchase two, and, and and that way I don't even have to wait for Thursday. Just put put me down for two. All right. Throw you down for two. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You're on the list. Yeah. All right, thank God. All right, so VIP. What's that? You took Kevin's spot on the VIP. Kevin's sounds going. good. Yeah, Kevin, I just booted you off the VIP list. <laughs> but all right, so we're wrapping up here. We got one final question for you guys, and I'm sure this has been been discussed in your guys's team meeting. And it's just it's what's so crazy to me is like if you're listening to this, it is just these two guys behind the brand right now. And and I know obviously like the distribution centers and the the manufacturers of your drink like that that creates a team too, but the two of you right now have created this incredible brand. If you were to write the story of Loom today, what would be the title of it and why? Hmm. Good question, isn't it? Good question. What would be the title of it? The title of the story? Yeah. I can think of a couple. On a a serious one? Throw them off. Throw them off. (laughs) A lot with a little, I think. A lot with a little. I like that. Um, Two polar opposites with a dream. (laughs) Two polar opposites. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is where Kiefer goes good. <laughs> this is the, the, the words. All right, so let's let's choose let's choose those two and give us Kiefer, give us the why those two. I mean, if you've been listening to the episode, you kind of can figure it, but yeah. but give us the thirty second synopsis of the why there. I mean, a lot with a little. We, you know, we we've had some you know investment discussion, but we've never actually gotten formal investment to back us. Um, it's all just based on you know the great friends and family who have supported us through Kickstarter donations, um, purchasing of our product, you know, etc. And uh, we've really just you know thought hard and spent a lot of time on you know how can we make this money that we have go the furthest. You know, we we unfortunately don't have the the luck to be able to make mistakes um, because where we sit, you know, mistakes are really detrimental to, to the progress for our future. Um, but two polar opposites kind of comes from two very, very different ways of thinking. Um, even our friends say like, you know, me and Nathan are, you know, very good friends. We've been very, good obviously, right. Time, but um, you know, our friends are like, they, we think it's hilarious. You guys are running a company together because you guys think in two very, very different ways. You know, Nate is very creative, very out there. He's, he's really good at coming up with a stretch and reach destination. And I try to do my best to think, all right, how can I realistically get us to that destination that Nate wants to go? Like, we got to think, put our minds together and think, how can we create a path to get to that destination? And, so far we've we've done a pretty good job on on getting to the places that we've wanted to get and 
um, we always say we're just we're just getting started. We have so many ideas and so many things that we want to do um, with the brand. I like it. Nate, do you approve of those titles? I think I think it works perfectly. The Illumination Station, an underdog story. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, I was gonna say, I feel like I feel like Nate's the guy who who draws up the map from from the start to the destination and keepers more of the all right, the next step ahead is the turn left at this light or whatever. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like if we were to if we were to map it out, that's that's what I'm getting from this conversation today. What yeah. is what is your coach said about all this now that you guys are like removed from LMU baseball? What does he make of all of this? Is he thinking like kind of the same way your friends are? Like there's no way these two of the teammates would make a business together. Well, while I was still playing, it was not seen as a good thing. Right. Okay. Uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, give, give credit where credit too. I'm a handful. So <laughs> like he was, he was very, he was as patient with me as he could have been. Um, and I have a lot of these aspirations and stuff. And he was very supportive of my academic career. He knew everything I was doing in school. Um, he he is very supportive of what we're doing right now. I would say, um, even though it's alcohol and whatever, uh, he would look at it right now and he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm that's good stuff." Fan of the beverage too, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, boys, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I'm excited to have you guys out here in Boston. Uh, be sure to go follow these guys, Loom Spirits, on Instagram. I'll drop everything in the description of the podcast. It's just the beginning for these two. So be on the lookout. And again, thank you guys so much for coming on, man. Thank you so much. If anyone wants free drinks, DM us. We'll be out there. Let's go party. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) So a big thank you to Nathan Critchett and Kiefer Meehan for coming on this week's show and sharing their story of Loom Spirits. Again, big news coming out that they are coming here to the East Coast and starting with Massachusetts and the greater Boston area. So be on the lookout for some Loom Spirit cans in your nearest liquor store if you're here in the great state of Massachusetts. For all my SoCal listeners, you know where to find them anywhere in your favorite liquor store. These guys have done an incredible job. Be sure to be on the lookout for their brand new lighter version of loom it's four percent 77 calories zero grams of sugar zero grams of carbs sounds like the perfect perfect drink for this saturday weather's getting nicer that's get we're getting so close to summer i can almost taste it i i as you can tell i'm probably craving a loom right now but thank you guys so much be sure to go follow them on instagram so you can see where they're going to be headed to next I'll drop all things Lube, Nathan, and Kiefer in the description of this week's podcast. Thank you guys so much for the continued support of this show. Cannot believe we've done 80 incredible episodes. It's all thanks to you guys. Couldn't have done it without you. Be sure to go follow us on Instagram at NormalGuyLazyEye and on TikTok at NormalGuyLazyEye. That does it for all the shameless plugs. I will see you all next week with a brand new episode.